Welcome to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm your host, Pete Mazzetti. My guest this evening is Sarah Bird with Habitat for Humanity. Sarah, welcome. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks, Pete. How are you? Good. Thank you. Good. Nice to see you again. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. It's been a little over a year <laughs> since I was on last. It has been. Yeah. So what's new? What's new? Like I just said, nothing's <laughs> new, but everything is new. Absolutely. You know? um, it's been a, a very interesting year, um, you know, operating as a nonprofit through a pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, right. It's definitely was a trial by fire. Yeah. But the um, interesting part is it was one of our most successful years ever in terms really? of our um, fundraising efforts, okay. our restore, and even our building efforts. We um, completed a build here in Westbrook. That's right. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's right. yeah. So um, we started that in earnest last July mm -hmm. um, under strict pandemic protocols for the safety of our staff and volunteers. Um, knock on wood, we nobody got sick. Um, no. None of our staff members, none of our volunteers, in on the job site or in the store. So that was amazing. Um, and we finished the house. Uh, we actually are closing on it this week. The Yay. homeowners, I close, you know, closings are very different nowadays. Yep. So I closed last week with our lawyer. They close on Wednesday with their lawyer and they become official <laughs> homeowners. Oh, there yeah. You go. So I think that's the last time I saw you. We talked about the project here in Westbrook. Yeah. Yeah. We were just about say, to get right. it kicked off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so how did how did how did th how did things go with the project? Um, it went really well. Um, you know, it was interesting. Um, we started off with allowing ten people on site. Mm -hmm. Everyone had to be masked. Um, they had to wear work gloves. We started with ensuring everything was um, sanitized, so yep. we were sanitizing. Oh sure, oh absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it yeah, was um, a lot of extra work. Um, and it was really hot last summer. Oh yeah. Remember. It was definitely oh, not a rainy summer last summer. No, definitely not. Yeah, so, um, not. you know, there was definitely some challenges to overcome, but like I said, um, all went well. And then when our numbers spiked again in the fall, we went from uh, 10 people on site to five people on site. Okay. And we still managed to finish within our time frame, which was excellent. And we actually worked real close with the Lee Company on this project. Yep. And they had a group of people out for 12 consecutive Saturdays. Oh, wow. And they did phenomenal work. Phen I mean, I think they really helped to keep our um, the schedule really tight and even when we had to um, relax our numbers mm -hmm. or we had to take a week or two off because of all the exceptional work they did it really worked out well for us absolutely now when they when you guys do a build what does it entail it really depends so for that build um, uh, that one I mean, gosh, I've been on for so many years now. Right. But we started looking for a project in Westbrook. Really, um, when I when I first became the executive director with Habitat, which was in 2015, my goal was to build on the shoreline. Okay. So we kind of put it out in the universe, and that's what we started working on as an affiliate. Um, and then in 2016, we were awarded a $200,000 grant to build in Westbrook. Oh, wow. So from there, it actually took a lot of legwork to either find a home to renovate or property. We mm -hmm. found property. Right. Um, and then with the um, 
support of another donor we who purchased that property. Yeah. Um, so then from there, you know, we look at the property and what it is that we're going to build on it. Um, so all of that was figured out, and then lo and behold, a pandemic hit. Right. Um, so we had started finding the homeowners in January of last year. Okay. Uh, didn't find, didn't actually secure a homeowner until September. Oh boy. I never ever have taken that long, but no. it definitely had a lot of hurdles to overcome. Um, but so for this one, it is a, uh, we built it on a concrete slab, three mm -hmm. bedroom, one bath, um, which is different for us. This is the first time we have not done a basement, okay. but it's much more cost effective. Right. Um, I think it's a model that we're going to be moving forward with. Okay. Um, so you could, you, we have ground up builds and then the home we're actually working on right now mm -hmm. in Middlefield is a renovation. So that house was a 100% complete gut on the inside. It had, a, we had to do a lot of mold remediation. Okay. Um, the roof needs to be redone. Um, so all the outside work minus the roof is already done and then it's just the inside work that's left. So it truly depends on what the project is and what goes into it. Exactly. Yeah. Now tell you guys you guys actually have a retail store as well. We do, yeah. So we have um, a restore. It's called the Habitat Restore. I mean it has been open since two thousand and ten. Um, we have kept over, I believe it's like 5.3 million tons of waste out of landfills oh, wow. um, from what we have sold through the store, which is actually phenomenal. Mm -hmm. um, the store is a used, it's a used home goods, so we get, uh, but it's also new, so we get a lot of corporate donations as well. Um, so we take donations from private citizens, from corporations, we pick up, people deliver, or they um, drop them off to us. We clean them, we price them, we put them on the floor, it's open to the public. Yeah, last year was one of our second best years. Wow. Yeah, which is truly astronomical, I think, with people home and um, doing home projects. Yep. We were the place to be. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, your store and your operations, how were, how were those affected by the virus? How were those affected by COVID? Um, it's, it's an interesting question. So right before, actually the week before COVID hit, yep. uh, like uh, I think it was like March 17th, we had just finished a, um, a move. So our offices used to be right next door, like attached to the restore. Yep. We had moved, moved our office down a couple doors. They had just finished that renovation project. Our furniture had been moved in um, Thursday. We got all of our boxes over uh, Friday. This we got word that the state was going to shut down. Mm -hmm. um, so for the office personnel, it didn't really affect a lot because we have three people on staff that work in the office. Okay. We had a lot of extra space, um, so there was some hybrid working. Um, I'm not a good work at home person, so <laughs> I and I and I have staff that didn't have the opportunity to work from home. Right. So I truly felt um, that it was important that I be there to support them. Right. If they had to be there, I was gonna be there. Mm -hmm. um, so then we were shut down for, I think it was 11 weeks. Um, and we could have opened a little earlier, but during the time we were shut down, we actually did a major store um, expansion okay. and renovation. So when we reopened, it was like a grand reopening. Oh, and nice. Yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Um, 
actually think the last time I was here, mm -hmm. I might have been the week that we actually reopened. Might have been. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking, so, I'm like. Yeah, um, our hours were decreased. I mean, there are definitely things that have changed in the store. Um, our cleaning practices are much more strict. Right. Um, our donations all get put into, we have like a big storage container in the back that people drop them off in. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, there's a limited amount of people that are allowed in the back. Um, however, you know, as restrictions lifted, we lifted them. Um, kind of like we were talking earlier, we're not going to be checking people when they walk in right. if they're vaccinated. Absolutely. So, um, you know, when we started off, we had a limited amount of volunteers that came back and we only allowed long-term volunteers back. Um, but now we are, anybody could come back and volunteer. Yep. Yeah, so it was a little different, but not so much different. And like I said, we had one of our best years ever. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Now, as far as hours of operation for the store, what are they? The store is open from um, 10 to 4, Wednesday through Saturday. Okay. They take donations in the store from 10 to 2, or you can call the store um, to set up a donation pickup. They okay. um, pick up all sorts of, they take donations of all sorts of things. Um, you can go online and see. Um, one of the biggest new things that we're doing yes. is a holiday pop-up shop. So starting, okay. yeah, I know, it's a little weird. So. Okay. Um, uh, there's a store in Missouri that has a big like holiday kickoff after Thanksgiving and sure. I, I was looking for something else you know you, you go on Google for one thing and you end up finding 10,000 other absolutely things. yeah so I went down the Google rabbit hole and I found that this um, restore does this big holiday it's a one-day shop but that's okay. not enough for us, so we decided to do a <laughs> two-month holiday pop-up shop in our store <laughs> so now we're doing a holiday like huge push for holiday donation and decorations. Right. So if you have holiday decorations, give us a call. We'll come and get them. You can drop them off. So that starts November 3rd through December 31st. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now as far as the, now if somebody wants to make a donation or has a donation for you, do you guys go get it or does this person bring it to you? Um, we could do both okay. so we can pick it up if it's something that they can't bring to us um, we pick up in Middlesex County they could call the store that number is 860-788-6483 okay. um, it's an automated system just listen to it you want to go to the donation pickup line yep um, I should say um, with the increase in real estate sales they mm -hmm. have been um, incredibly busy when our restore manager gets back in the store on a Tuesday she typically has over well well over a hundred calls to get back to and she t calls them back in the order they came in um, so it's definitely like call us today we can pick it up tomorrow that's not going to happen right now um, so give us a call and unless you can bring it in then you can bring it in the address <laughs> is 34 Shunpike Road we're in Cromwell you can't miss us go around the back there's a big sign on the storage um, container that says drop your donations off here I right. literally think that's what it says absolutely yeah now how do, do you you guys obviously do fundraising throughout the year how has that been effective with the pandemic um, so we didn't do any live fundraising events last year okay. um, the holiday shop is somewhat replacing our um, fundraising like in-person fundraising efforts this year okay. um, we did a couple appeal letters and for us, I mean, 
to be quite honest, we raised more money in appeal letters than we typically do in in-person fundraising events. All right. So, you know, we are coming out of the pandemic with different lines of thinking. You know, um, do we move forward with these big events that the return on investment is small? Um, you know, we're, we're looking at focusing more on donor appreciation events where yep. Um, we would, you know, have, they'd be smaller, um, more intimate, and we're really just talking about the mission and what we're doing and appre appreciating our donors and all that they do for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Now, yeah. you guys being a nonprofit, how did you overcome the pandemic? Um, I'd like to think that um, the people, myself included, mm -hmm. um, our director of finance and operations um, and our board were quick to act um, right. and looking at how we could strategically protect um, our not our nonprofit, our mission, our business. Yeah. Um, you know, so we made some quick decisions right up front that I think ultimately helped to keep us going long term. Um, when we came back, you know, we kind of said, like, this is our six-month plan. If things are not going how we think they're going to be going, we're going to have to revisit it and make some tough decisions. I mean, fortunately for us, that never came to be. Um, you know, I think that we did, you know, we, we came out okay. We definitely came out okay. Like I said, it was one of our best years ever. Now, as far as the mission for Habitat for Humanity, what is it? Our mission is to um, build housing, affordable housing, with our partner homeowners. Mm -hmm. um, so our partner homeowners have to be able to pay back a mortgage. They have to fall into the average median income of the area that we're building the house in. Right. Um, they have to be willing to partner with us. So if it is um, a couple, they have to put in over 350 hours of sweat equity. A hundred of those hours are also um, hours for like financial fitness, mm -hmm. um, pre-purchase classes, pre-closing classes, how to be a successful homeowner. Um, and then the other 250 is actually on the job site or in the store doing like work on their home. Um, and then they have to have a need and we consider all sorts of different things needs, whether it's overcrowdedness, unsafe living conditions. We even consider if someone is paying more than 30% of their monthly income towards housing as a need. Really? Yes, absolutely. Wow. Um, in the affordable housing arena, um, really at any, in any housing, people should not be paying more than 30% of their uh, monthly income on their housing. And if we do, we deem that to be um, highly unaffordable housing. Um, you know, so the goal is for us to keep our homeowners under 30%. So even when we are working on their mortgage, um, our homeowners, we sell our homes at the um, appraised value of the home, which typically ends up, well, it's always, um, you know, market rate. Um, so we sell our homes at market rate. Um, the way that we do it to make it affordable is we have two different mortgages. Okay. Um, the first mortgage is the one that the homeowner is going to pay back on, um, and that's determined by really um, what 
is 30% of their monthly income. Okay. And then we look at um, you know their major monthly ex housing expenses that are going to go into that. Um, and then the second one is silent um, at the end of the fifth year. They start to have it forgiven. So by 30 years, the second one has been forgiven and they've paid on the first one. And that's how we keep it affordable. So an everyday house that you and I would buy, um, we just look at how we can make it affordable. Exactly. Sarah, would you yeah. mind sticking around for another segment? Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll be right back. Each year, there are more than a dozen significant tropical and winter storms that threaten the East Coast. So chances are there will be more hurricanes and blizzards near here again. And between school, sports, and social lives, chances are you won't be with your kids when it happens. Will they know what to do? Ready.gov slash kids has all the educational tools and information to make the conversation easy. When the time comes, chances are they'll feel prepared, not scared. So talk with your family today. COVID-19 has changed how we spend weekends with the girls. Now it's time to take the first step that lets us get back to brunching instead of late night munching. Before we can safely come together, we need the facts. As COVID-19 vaccines become available, you may have questions. Should I get it? Is it safe? Should I wait? It's okay to have questions. Now get the facts at GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Pete Mazzetti Show. I'm Pete Mazzetti sitting here with Sarah Bird from Habitat for Humanity. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah. Sarah, we were, I know we were talking during the break. You have job openings. We do. We Talk do. Yeah, so we have, um, currently we have two job openings. We have a job opening for a brand ambassador. Um, that person works in our ReStore. Um, it's about a 30 to 35 hour a week job. Okay. Um, they go out on the truck. They are picking up the donations. So they're, you know, real frontline employees of ours who are interacting with our donors every single day. And then we have a construction site supervisor position, which is another, I'd say, 30 to 35 hour a week job. Um, this position is um, on the job site, working directly with the volunteers building the house. Cool. So Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Yep. And if people want more information on the job job openings, they can just go to the website? Yep, they could go to our website. They could reach out to me. Um, my direct line is 860-398-6485. Okay. Um, it's on our Facebook page for the truck ambassador. The construction site supervisor one isn't posted yet, so that's that's like breaking news gotcha. that we have this position open. All right. So they could definitely reach out to me for that. Um, yeah, so... Okay. And the construction site supervisor will be working on our middle field project. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. What other types of projects do we got coming up with Habitat? So, like I said, we have the middle field project. This is our second veterans build. Mm -hmm. um, we are working with a lovely couple. Um, he just recently um, got out of the military, out okay. of his time in service. They have a little boy. Um, they have another... I think they said it was a girl on the way. Okay. Um, she's born the week of Veterans Day, so that's oh, really wow. interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we'll be doing some really interesting things there. Um, we're going to have a week um, during the week of Veterans Day. We're actually going to um, close our job site to just veterans and people who have who are currently doing military service oh, if cool. they are around. Yes. Yeah, so cool. We're looking forward to that. Um, that's a renovation. We are hoping to get them into their home sooner rather than later. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, we have this holiday shop, and 
Um, we will be looking for uh, volunteers to help set the shop up. That will be the last weekend of October. Okay. Um, the store is open for volunteers if anyone is interested in coming back out and volunteering at the store. And, and the Middlefield job site will be opening up, I'd say like towards the end of August for volunteers. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, you got a very busy organization. We are very busy. That's a good thing. Yeah, That's it's, a good thing. it is. It keeps, it keeps me out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's good hmm. because, um, you know, if you look at all of the stats coming out right now, you know, housing is... Um, you know, it, there's a lot of people talking about housing because there is a real estate boom going on. I mean, last month, I mean, these numbers just came out four days ago. The medium um, sale price of a house was $363,000, okay. which is not affordable by any stretch of the imagination. Absolutely. Not. So the work that we're doing is definitely needed because, um, you know, with prices like that, uh, even middle class. Um, potential homeowners mm -hmm. are being priced out of the market. Absolutely. Um, and then just recently, the uh, National Low Income Housing Coalition released their 2021 out of reach report, and they were talking about did you see this at all? No. So seen. it's a report that comes out yearly, and they talk about um, uh, how much a person has to make to afford housing. Okay. And they are specifically talking about rentals. So as you know, we do affordable home ownership. Yes. But in the state of Connecticut, which ranks number 10 as um, we are 10th highest in the United States um, for how much a person has to make to afford a two bedroom apartment. And that is $27.37. So with our minimum wage, um, someone has to work 91 hours a week to afford a two-bedroom apartment, which wow. is, I mean, I'm not sure about you, but I I, I do have <laughs> 91 hours. I'm just not sure I want yeah, to work 91 exactly. hours. Exactly, yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, we are a housing organization, and I have staff that don't even make $27 an hour. Oh, wow. You know, so... If my staff wanted to go out and get a two-bedroom apartment, um, if they needed housing, right. they couldn't afford that right now. So, and housing is um, very hard to come by, whether it is houses for sale that yeah. are affordable or even rentals. I mean, I've heard nightmare stories about people trying to get rentals. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, you know, that right now their credit ratings have to be 700 and... Um, you know, it's it's a tough market out there for housing. And with the pandemic, I mean, as you know, there were so many people that were affected by it economically. Right. Um, you know, so to have housing be, it's like this after effect that's now happening um, in the housing market because of the pandemic. Now, as far as the economy and the, with Habitat, how did you get, how are you guys doing? We're doing really well. Okay. We're doing well. Um, you know, uh, good enough to be hiring. That's which yep, is good. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we always like to know that we are able to provide jobs for our communities. Mm -hmm. um, but we're we are going into so we just started our fiscal year in July, yep. and we're going into our fiscal year really strong. Um, okay. And actually, it's interesting. So. Mm. Um, one of the things that uh, 
has happened through the pandemic and I don't quite understand this whole chip thing but okay. because there's so many new cars that are waiting for the chip yep okay you must know what I'm talking yeah, about I, do, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about yeah um, so new used cars are uh, the value of them is incredibly high yes so there's a program um, through Habitat called cars for homes and people can donate their cars trucks motorcycles were recreational vehicles, boats, snowmobiles, farm equipment, and construction equipment. Oh my they could go to habitat.org backslash cars for homes. Okay. And because the value of the cars are so high right now, um, the numbers of donations that we are seeing are huge. I mean, last year was our best year ever. Um, I actually just got a report this morning. Um, somebody donated a vehicle and the value of it was $5,200. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, for a small nonprofit, that is, that's- That's good. It's a windfall for Absolutely. us. Yeah, because we, we budget, I think yearly to get, um, I think this year our budget is $12,000. And in one fell swoop, we'll get half of that. And that's, okay. a, it's the first month. It's not even the first quarter. Right. So, um, you know, that's an, another way that people can support us if they have a car sitting around, if they have a clean title yep. and they think, I really like what she has to say and I want to help her donate that vehicle. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do it now while it's worth three times the amount. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what else we got going on with Habitat? Um, oh, what? big thing. So we oh. also have, um, I've been doing a lot of work with Habitat for Humanity International. Okay. Um, and one of the things that they have mm -hmm. is a, they're working with a company called Novellus. They are a recycling company and they're giving out three grants to affiliates. This is nationwide. Really? The first one is for 10,000, the second one is for 5,000, and the third one is for 2,500. All right. And to get that $10,000 grant, yes. you have to collect the most amount of weight in aluminum cans. So we are currently oh. collecting aluminum cans. You like soda cans. Like soda cans, yes. So yes, thank you. That was, we were talking about that last week. Yeah. Yep. So we are collecting soda cans. Um, you can drop them off at the ReStore, or you can make an appointment to bring them to our office. That number would be 860-343-9179. Okay. Um, we will also be doing a, uh, we're calling it the Stuff the Truck event. We actually think we're gonna do that in Westbrook. That's um, TBD to be de determined. Yep. Um, but we're hoping to get a little piece of that grant pie. Um, you know, so that again, more funds that we didn't allot for that we're going for. Now we've got a little bit more time left. Yeah. So what else we what else we want to get the word out? Um, oh, you know what? Another hmm. big thing is um, it is our 25th anniversary this hey, year. Wow. Yeah. Yay. So we've been around for 25 years. We have been we're working on our 17th house. Our store has been around since um, 2010. And like I said earlier, we're not doing any large events this year. Um, but we will be commemorating our um, anniversary through a 20, through a brass. Okay. I believe it's a brass. No, pewter, I'm sorry, pewter ornament that will be um, for sale at our holiday shop. Um, so if anybody's interested in, you know, having that commemorative ornament, that will be a great place to do it. I, I'm sure we'll probably try to sell it online as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we have our holiday shop, cars for homes, aluminum cans, our middle field build, 
um, you know, trying to combat the lack of housing, of, right. of affordable housing in um, the state of Connecticut, making sure everyone has an opportunity to own a home if that's what they're ready to be doing. Um, yeah. Now, what types of items do you do you look for when you ask for don't when people donate, or does it matter to the to the store? To the store. Um, they are looking for building materials, so that could be um, wood, plywood, mm -hmm. um, tiles, uh, unused cans of paint. Um, trying to think of what they have in there. They have tools, windows, doors, air conditioners, um, appliances that are less than 10 years old, plumbing materials, and they also have. Um, they take furniture, whether it's wood furniture or upholstered furniture, really? lighting, yeah, all sorts of different things. It's um, a great store. They also sell, um, they are a retailer for a paint called Recolor, and it's a recycled paint. The paint is made in, um, well, it's not made, it is recycled okay. in Massachusetts. Oh, nice. um, yeah, it was started by two female scientists that saw a need, they jumped into the arena, and now um, they partner with a lot of habitats that sell this. Um, there's a limited amount of colors, but the colors always seem to be on point with like Sherman Williams or yep. Benjamin Moore. Sure, absolutely. Yep. So we sell that and the price is actually phenomenal. Now, if people want more information on Habitat, where can they go and what types of information can they find on the website? All right, so they could go to www.habitatmiddlesex.org. Okay. They can find out how to become a homeowner, mm -hmm. what our latest project is, how to volunteer, um, if there's any events going on, they can, um, you know, the, all our contact information is on there. Yeah. It will also um, lead them to our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we have a separate one from the Restore. Okay. Um, and our Restore pages really hop in the Facebook page if they want to get a taste or flavor of what they're selling in there. Deb does a great job, Deb's our Restore manager, okay. of putting stuff up on the page. So you guys are a very very busy organization. We are. We try we to be busy and efficient, and you know when you have a limited amount of people, you try to be as efficient as possible in getting the word out there and and doing the work that we're doing. So one more time before we say goodnight for with the phone number for Habitat and the website. All right, um, www.habitatmiddlesex.org, eight six zero three four three nine one seven nine. All right. Thanks. Sarah Pete. Bird from Habitat for Humanity, thanks for some time. Hopefully we'll see you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. On behalf of Sarah Bird, I'm Pete Vizzetti. Thanks. Good night, and we'll see you next time.